Mark, we get to record a podcast today. I don't know about you, but I'm excited because we've got a city councillor on. How do you feel? Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. It's been uh, something I've wanted to do for a while with the podcast is get uh, one of our city councillors on the show to talk about life as a councillor. Of course, we've had councillor Bonnie Fokens uh, to chat with us about a very specific issue and we kept it within those constraints. But this is the first time we'll get a chance to really kind of dig into what a councillor is, what they do, how they manage ward versus city and all that good stuff. So yeah, looking forward to it. Did we even say who we are talking to We today? did not. We didn't. So, Councillor David McLeod from Ward 2 is joining us. So, I think it's about time we dig in and jump to what does Councillor McLeod feel, think, have to say about the city of Welland. Welcome, Ward 2 Councillor David McLeod. Thanks for joining What's Up Welland. How are you this morning? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We've been looking forward to getting some counselors on the podcast last year, uh, just due to the election. You know, we we kind of hit a pause button on that. But now here we are. Uh, this is going to be March, I guess, 2023. Counselors, you're coming on. We're getting to hear you outside of council chambers, uh, which is exciting. So, you know, an opportunity for, for counselors to, you know, speak to the community, talk about different things that are happening, both within their ward and the, the city as a whole. Um, so, We'll just jump right in in terms sure. of, you know, here we are, 2023, budget is passed, you know, council's going through the strategic planning process. As a group, you guys are really, you know, you're ready to put that foot down on the pedal. What are you looking forward to this year? So truthfully, I am really looking forward to having this strategic plan completed. Uh, my preference would have been to have it done before budget, but obviously with timing, that, that didn't occur simply because I'm a firm believer in the budget supports the strategy. So not that what we did previously isn't going to support it, but I really feel that the budget highlights what we are in fact going to do. So uh, I'm excited to see this strategic plan completed. And with that strategic plan, um, I know another session is, uh, well, it'll be just behind us. Um, yeah, tomorrow. Uh, when, when this airs. Uh, so it's, it is getting closer and closer to that completion. And that second component of the workshops is the strategic priorities and the things that, like you mentioned, council is going to focus on and drive this year. Is there anything in particular you are excited about, focused on that you really kind of want to drive? Uh, I can tell you that there's a a greater focus in the community on uh, our environment and greenery and the like. Uh, so I think that is one thing that you're going to see bubble up and become more important. Uh, obviously, there's a there's a lot of pressure in, in development within our uh, existing neighborhoods, but some of that can be relieved by uh, having it focused on the downtown. So I think you're going to see those two things uh, get have an increased uh, attention to in our strategic strategic plan moving forward. Councillor McLeod, this is not your first term of council. You are a returning councillor. What has kept you coming back to to serve our city in this role? Uh, well, first off, it starts with a vote with my family. I asked, uh, <laughs> if I can serve again, uh, and usually I'm the only dissenting vote. Uh, but um, it's just, um, it's love a city. And I know that sounds very simple, but uh, I feel that I can contribute. I I have a business background. I approach this from a business standpoint. Uh, if it's not about coming back, it's about what do you want to do? And I, I try to approach every 
new term of counsel uh, with a freshness and not of what we're picking back up where we left off. It's what are we going to, what do we need to pick up on and what are we going to focus on moving forward? And that, that way I can show up on somebody's front porch and ask them uh, for their confidence in their vote. I appreciate that concept. You love your city, therefore you're going to serve it. I think sometimes those simple concepts are the strongest ones to build off of because it's, you're going to do what you can. It doesn't matter what it is. You're acting on behalf of your city. The pieces will fall where they fall. Um, as a resident, so you're a counselor, but as a resident here, what are you most excited to see as just living in the city, knowing what it's been, knowing what's on the horizon? You've got that inside scoop because, or that sight line because you're a counselor. Living here, what are you excited to be living in this community for? I guess if I could start from a from a counselor standpoint, I think when when I first showing up started showing up on some people's doorsteps, there was a. Uh, not a lot of positivity in the community. There was, but there wasn't a lot of it. Um, there was concern that there were, quote unquote, no jobs in the city uh, and that people really didn't have a housing choice to move to. They couldn't sell their house and move to something else. Your choice in Welland was, would you like a bungalow or a bungalow? Uh, so when you look from then versus now, you know, we have a diverse industrial and commercial commercial base. We do have housing choice. You can have a single family home. You can have a, a semi. You can have a condo. You can have an apartment. Um, and our community amenities have grown significantly as well. And it's not just, it's not like one area of the city has benefited and, and the other hasn't. You can see it kind of stretch across the city. And part of that is a positive byproduct of, uh, of further development within our community, right? The growth in Dane City has helped pull some of those amenities uh, in the southern direction. So I don't know if I've answered your question, but there's a lot to be positive about in the city and, and a lot that I can look back on and say, yeah, when you're persistent at it, things can, significant change can happen. I don't think there is an answer. I think there's so much going on that look in any direction, there's a lot to, to be passionate about, a lot to get excited about. So just going back to David McLeod as a counselor, the kind of public profile that people might be most familiar with is, you know, the counselor sitting around the horseshoe, right? Debating the issues, bringing forward ideas, uh, you know, casting their votes, that kind of thing. That's what people see. But there's a lot of material. There's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of work that you do, as all fellow counselors do, behind the scenes, whether you're talking with constituents, you're talking with staff. What are some things or maybe some misconceptions that you think people might have in terms of what it's like to actually be a counselor and how you produce the work that you do? You want me to get inside the minds of 6,500 constituents? <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't do that, but um, I can surmise. So um, I guess one of the things I hear sometimes is, well, you know, you're a politician and I'm not a politician. I'm a counselor. Uh, I leave the politicking to the other levels of government, and that's my approach. So um, sometimes that is a misconception. I think that, and maybe it's my perception on what quote-unquote politician is, is potentially that can mean that you're in it for yourself and not not for the right reasons. Uh, and maybe I'm just biased that way, but that's, that's what I've taken over the years. So um, I'm here as a counselor. Uh, the, the work is uh, significant, and at times it's it's very focused and very significant. It does impact uh, it does impact family life, um, and at times it's hard to stay focused after at a six hour meeting after you've done eight hours of work on top of that. So, but there is um, to to represent your constituents well, 
you need to um, you need to apply your experience and your education, and you need to then ask yourself, what am I missing? And the what am I missing part is what you need to be looking for when you're at council. My vote is always up for uh, for to be swayed. I might have an idea of where I'm voting on, on a particular thing, but I'm really looking for my, and I, I think other counselors are as well, looking for, give me a reason why I should think differently about this. And, and at times I think the misconception is, is that everything is uh, predetermined when counselors walk in or, or, or and, I, and I don't even want to say it, so I'm not going to. That's <laughs> the best way for things not to get repeated. At times, some might think a particular group is, or there are groupings, and, and I'm not a believer in that. So that, that is my opinion on where uh, the misconceptions could be in the public. So just speaking of your constituents, you represent a ward. But more than that, of course, you represent the entire city as a city councillor. How do you make sure the best interests of your constituents in your ward are represented while still serving the best interests of the city as a whole, even though maybe at times they could be competing or... You know, you might have to make a hard decision. Walk us through that process. Sure. So a simple example could be a street in my or in Ward 2 is either going to get the funding or a street in another ward is going to get the funding. The reality is, is we're all part of Welland and my ward's going to drive on another ward street and vice versa. And I think truly uh, our constituents understand that. Um Sometimes it's a little more palatable than others, but uh, you, you need to take more of a, a wholesome approach and more of a long-term view that uh, we're trying to improve everybody's road. We're trying to provide everybody with uh, a safe means of traversing the city. And in doing so, as long as we are truly putting enough money in the budget and going after uh, overall improvement, that's how I think you balance it, in my opinion. And, and I would, you know, if someone said, you know, why aren't you fixing my road fast enough? I'd say, well, I'm going to put more money in the budget and all our roads are going to get repaired. So with that mind towards making decisions that affect all the community, but you do represent that ward, is there any news from Ward 2 that this is an opportunity to give an update on or anything to celebrate? Just that little bit of, hey, this has been going on and this is where things stand right now. Yeah, so I think... One of the significant improvements in Ward 2 has been the Elgar, Elgin area sewer water separation. So that here's an example of something occurring in Ward 2 that benefits us all. So that was uh, a combined sewer system, which obviously when you combine water and wastewater together, it all gets treated at the region. And then we all as a city bear the cost for for basically treating uh, groundwater, which we, we really don't want to be doing so. Um, so that's a, a benefit with uh, within uh, an investment in Ward 2. That has probably been about the last four or five years. They've just been doing phase after phase after phase. So um, it's nice to see that completed. Uh, Elizabeth is the last street, I think, of that area that's being completed now. They're actually, I drove by it. They are working today at minus five. Um, and we're also seeing... Uh, some improvements in Margaret and Nye area. And um, Aaron, I believe, has, was just completed before Christmas. So the shoulder season has been good. The improvements are, are coming to Ward 2. Uh, in terms of one of the things that continues to be loud from constituents is traffic challenges within the city, both volume and speed. 
And I'm sure that's not unique to Ward 2. But as, I, as I've thought about that con- concern, we have seven schools in Ward 2. Seven. Probably the most schools out of all the wards. And we have three of the most populated parks. You've got Maple Park, you've got Chippewa Park, and I include uh, the canal at the end of Thorold. It gets heavily used. So traffic is important. I know Councillor Van Vliet and I have chatted about, you know, how we need to look at this moving forward in, in Ward 2 um, in this particular uh, term. It's not an easy solution. And it's a challenge in every ward. And we can't put speed humps on every street. And we can't put a police officer at every corner to make sure everybody stops. So it really needs to be something. And I think this is perhaps the message that needs to get out there. We all just need to do our part. We all just need to slow down. We all, it's... It's not your kid on the corner that you're speeding past, but you should think about them as that. And so that that's what makes a community a community, and we need to just kind of refocus on that sort of thing. Uh, again, I'm probably off topic. I was talking about Ward 2. I ended up talking about my city, but that's how it works as a, a Ward 2 city councillor. Nothing wrong with that. Well, no, and I think you make a good point about uh, traffic calming measures, right? I think when people... Uh, notice an increase in speed on their streets or whatever, the immediate imp- um, impression is let's put up stop signs, let's put up speed bumps, let's do this, let's install some type of traffic calming measure. But there are there are studies that support where stop signs. Oh, I can't talk this morning. Stop where, signs, thank speed you. bumps, all yep, of it. Yep. <laughs> God bless co-host. Um, thank goodness for them. Um, and, and so as a counselor, and you mentioned you know, with Councillor Van Vliet, you, you're talking about different things. And when it comes to council and when those discussions are had, it, it is more complicated. There is more to it than just, oh, put up a red octagon. That'll do the trick. It, it is a little bit more than that. Uh, but it, but it's, it's great to hear, like you said, you're transitioning from, oh, let me talk about Ward 2. And then all of a sudden it's citywide, which There's I think really is, no difference. which is great because yeah, it's traffic in Ward 2 is going to be traffic in Ward 3 and 4 and 5 and so on and so forth. Exactly. Councillor McLeod, earlier you mentioned uh, the budget and the strategic priorities. Focusing on the budget, having now gone through that, it's completed. As someone who is a decision maker, what's it like being part of the annual budget review? It is the biggest decision. I'll say it. Call call it one decision. Okay, It is the the biggest decision of multiple decisions uh, that we make in the city in the entire year. Like it is, it's the, it's the playoffs, right? Like it really is. We set the tone for what's going to be achieved in our community at one vote. That makes the decision. And so it's, um, it's, it weighs on me as a counselor. Uh, there are competing views. There are competing priorities. Uh, there's never enough money. And so how I approach it is, have we identified the problem? Do we know, have we been told what the problem is? Do we know how large it is? Is there something else that we should be focusing on? Um, and so strategically, we need to be able to address city problems. We need to identify city opportunities and we need to address city services. And so if you look at them across those three buckets, um, if the budget is addressing opportunities, dealing with problems, and focusing on city services, we have a good budget. That's my assessment in the way of, of kind of dealing with, oh my goodness, I didn't give everybody the money they asked for, or I didn't, we didn't have enough money to, to do everything this year. 
With this year's budget, I think in particular, given uh, some of the uh, external circumstances, the upload of uh, transit to the region. You know, we've heard different municipalities, how they've approached their budgets. Some have gone with increases, some have gone with decreases, which is what the city of Welland has. And then, of course, there's the regional portion and, um, you know, education. There are different um, categories at play when it comes to the budget. How much focus, if any, do you put into the external numbers that will be coming in from elsewhere that will impact a tax for the overall resident? This may be a short answer. Typically when a counselor says, I'll keep this brief. At <laughs> <laughs> um, I have said openly that the region needs to deal with the regional budget. And we as Welland city councilors need to address the issues that deal with city of Welland. And the region of Niagara's pressures are for them to deal with, and our pressures are ours to deal with. We cannot subsidize another, we can't subsidize the region's budget. We have to deal with our own budget. He stuck to his word. Wow. All right. Thank you. (laughs) If that's not a talking point, if that's not a, wow. Perfect. Well, Councillor McLeod, is there anything else that you could be telling us about Ward 2, about being a councillor in the city of Welland? Anything that, anything we have not touched on yet today? No, I just say, I hope that people feel that there is opportunity in the city that wasn't there before, uh, that there is hope in the city and the, and I know there's all sorts of extraneous pressures in the world today, but Welland is a really great place to to live. Uh, it's a it's a it's an honor to be a, a counselor uh, in the city of Welland, and Welland does have great city staff working on their behalf day in and day out. And a counselor, although we provide uh, a we are the decision-making body in the end, we're only as good as the staff that we have in this building, and. Uh, and I hope at 9.30 on a Monday morning, uh, that is a ray of sunshine into uh, to the citizens of Welland and obviously uh, Ward 2. Well, Councillor, thank you very much for joining us today. We hope that over the course of this year and next year and the rest of the term, you will be back in this seat to chat with us on uh, all different kinds of things, whether it's updates in the ward, updates in the city, um, you name it. We're happy to have you back anytime. It'd be my pleasure. Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks, Councillor. So thank you again to Councillor David McLeod for joining us today. It was awesome to, you know, kind of dig in on a couple things uh, with him about what it means to be a councillor. And I was really interested to hear his comments about that distinction between a ward councillor and a city councillor, because, of course, yes, you are a representative of your ward, but of course, you're also representative of your city. And I think Councilor McLeod gave us a really good insight uh, into how he views that. And like he said, he doesn't view himself as a politician. Uh, and, you know, if you missed that part of the episode, I, I, I encourage you to go back and give it another listen, because I think it really does kind of hit the nail on the head for why he's chosen to get involved in the capacity that he does. Um, and it was nice to have a counselor on Paul to to chat about, you know, those different things. And just before, Paul, you give us your thoughts, for everybody else in the community who wants their counselor on What's Up Welland, give them a call, send them an email, say, hey, go jump on What's Up Welland with Mark and Paul and, you know, maybe Brooke at some point, because I know we've talked about getting her on here. 
because we want to have the counselors on. We want to give them the opportunity to have that outlet to speak directly to, uh, you know, the residents of the city, of their ward, in a capacity outside of council chambers. Uh, in this room, we don't have as many formal rules. We don't have a procedural bylaw. It's just free-flowing conversation. So give them a call. Encourage them to join us. Paul, your thoughts? I look forward to other councillors coming on because in hearing Councillor McLeod's insights, it's someone who's passionate about their community, having chosen to serve as a councillor, an elected official, and basically just making decisions for the betterment of their community, the ward and the overall city. Great that he shared his insights. I'm looking forward to other councillors sharing theirs because how do all those insights boil together to get the decisions made that benefit everyone in the city of Welland? I, um, yeah, this was good. I, um, welcome to all future councillors coming on to chat with us. Open invitation. So this episode is at engagewelland.ca slash podcast. Go there for our previous episodes and keep going there for all of our future episodes that's it for this week and we will be back with you next week for a brand new episode brand new guest